The good news that happens day to day is hidden by the mainstream media. It's actually out there, but the bad news can be overwhelming. Especially in light of the COVID vaccine mandate insanity, it can seem sometimes like the evil is totally overwhelming. There's no sense in fighting it, no sense in standing strong, no sense in pushing back. Well, that's just not true. And you know what? These last couple of weeks have really showed us that. However, I bet most of us would have missed the great news because the mainstream media these days hates real good news. In fact, it deems good news evil and evil news good. Well, we have seen great pushback against the COVID health dictatorship and the abortion dictatorship. You need to hear this. You need to be encouraged and inspired. Stay tuned. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Before we begin, I'd like to ask you to please consider subscribing to this show. Just click the subscribe button you see on your screen and you'll be notified of all the episodes as they are released. I'd also ask you to please encourage one of your friends or family who you think might be interested to subscribe to do so as well. We're trying to reach as many people as possible with the truth. and We need your help to do that. Thank you. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The predominantly African-American city of Mariana, Arkansas, just passed a resolution to become a pro-life city. The city council declared in the resolution, and I quote, It is the policy of the city of Mariana to promote and protect the dignity of humanity and of all persons at all stages of life from conception until natural death. The city of Mariana declares itself to be a pro-life city, end quote. Now, of course, it didn't mean that the city shut down all of its abortion mills or banned abortion altogether. It does, however, send a clear message about the values of Mariana as efforts to create sanctuary cities for preborn babies grow. You know, Texas has nearly become a sanctuary state and has given us much cause to celebrate in the past week. We may have been heartbroken when the heartbeat bill, which banned most abortions in the state, was blocked by a lower court after a request from the Biden administration. However, just days later, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals reinstated the life-saving law. And you know, not only is Texas fighting back against the slaughter of abortion, of aborted babies within the womb, they're actually pushing back successfully against the destruction of democracy in the country as well. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott acted to preserve freedom of choice over COVID-19 vaccines in the state, issuing an executive order banning any private or public entity from coercing Texans into taking the COVID jabs. He said, and I quote, no entity in Texas can compel receipt of a COVID-19 vaccine by any individual, including an employee or a consumer who objects to such vaccination for any reason of personal conscience based on religious belief or for medical reasons, including prior recovery from COVID-19. And in Florida, Governor DeSantis forced the city of Gainesville to stop violating the freedom of Floridians in the city. 
It has withdrawn a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for workers after pressure from DeSantis's administration and a court ruling against the city policy. See for yourself. And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. And it wasn't all talk that forced the businesses to respect the medical freedom of Americans. It was pushback. Last month, Governor DeSantis announced that Florida would move to penalize violations of the state's ban on COVID-19 mandate, vaccine mandates, such as those in Gainesville, with millions of dollars in fines. In that press release, he said, and I quote, if a government agency in the state of Florida forces a vaccine as a condition to employment, that violates Florida law, and you'll face a $5,000 fine for every single violation. And uh, he actually made the announcement in Gainesville, or at least very near to Gainesville. And the Gainesville's workers' victory against compulsory COVID vaccines follows similar recent successes in other states. In Arizona, in the city of Tucson, they had to back down. The city had to back down on the vaccine mandate last month after Republican Attorney General Mark Bronovich pushed back on their mandates, letting them know that he would withhold up to $175 million in funding from the city for violating state laws enacted by Republicans earlier this year. So it's not just the state administrations and officials that are pushing back. It's also the people. In Los Angeles, 871 Los Angeles firefighters, representing about 25% of the total personnel on the uh, department, filed a notice of intent to sue the city for its COVID-19 vaccine mandate. One in every four Los Angeles Fire Department firefighters have signed on to the filing, arguing that the city has ignored their due process rights in an effort to intimidate, frighten, coerce, and force them all into taking the COVID experimental jabs. Watch this. 870 other city firefighters today through their attorney filed a notice of intent to sue the city of LA. It breaks my heart that I, I can't even be there with my crew. This is a fight for freedom of choice, free will. This is a fight against tyranny. There is power in resistance. Last week, it began with a trickle, and then it became a flood. There were tweets on Sunday about Southwest Airline pilots who were calling in sick to protest their company's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. And then a cascade of reports that pilots from other airlines as well and critical employees in other segments of the transportation industry are all preparing to follow suit. After Southwest Pilots filed a lawsuit seeking an injunction against their company's COVID-19 vaccine mandates, Southwest canceled nearly 2,000 flights over the weekend, and they said it was because of bad weather. Well, here is another 
real treat. Watch this what this pilot has to say about the whole COVID-19 mandates. Check it out. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give into these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years. A disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. And speaking of standing up, at thousands of locations across North America on Sunday, pro-lifers stood up for life. Life Chain Sunday saw tens of thousands standing up and praying for life. You know, in Canada alone, there were 269 life chains that took to the streets, protesting the over 100,000 babies murdered every year in Canada by abortion. This resistance is not just in North America, it's global. And in fact, watch this. In the Netherlands, Delay Willemstein, who was actually to represent her country at the Miss World competition uh, in Puerto Rico in December, made the personal choice not to participate because she said she's not ready to get the COVID experimental vaccine. She stated that, and I'll read it for you and just watch her say it. She said it in Dutch, however, but she said, at this point, I'm not ready yet to take the vaccine and I have no choice. If I don't take the vaccine, this means I'm not allowed to go. And that really helped my choice because really, I'm not ready for it. And for me, this means I'm not allowed to join the Miss World election, even though I'm the finalist. For me, this is really the biggest reason that I'm not going any longer. If I did do it, I'd go against my own principles. And that's something I've never done and won't do it now. And there's more going on with celebrities as well. Washington Wizards star basketball player Bradley Beal said he is not interested in getting the COVID shot. When asked why, well, he was pretty upfront. Watch this. Every player, every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from, like, it's funny that Oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. Yeah, I had it, but that doesn't mean I can't get it again. You know, I mean, it's no different than somebody with the vaccine. 
Like I can, yes, I developed antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well, right? You know, and that is the science behind it, which the left conveniently ignores, just like it does when it comes to abortion. Pro-life Republican Senator Rand Paul, who is, by the way, a medical doctor, grilled Biden's health secretary, Xavier Becerra, on natural immunity, telling him bluntly, you are the one ignoring the science. In fact, you've got to see this for yourself. Watch. But you are completely ignoring the science on natural immunity. So is Fauci. So is the whole group. You're just ignoring it because you want submission. You want everybody just to submit to your will, do as you're told, despite the evidence, the large body of scientific evidence that says naturally acquired immunity does work, is an important part of how we're all going to recover from this. So is the vaccine. But when you add them together, we're at a much different place than if you ignore them. And all of this pushback does not and will not go in vain. On October 12th, U.S. District Judge David Hurd granted a preliminary injunction to 17 medical health professionals who hold religious objections to the COVID-19 vaccinations. The preliminary injunction prevents the state of New York from enforcing a vaccine mandate. And the fruit of this pushback is also seen within the church. U.S. military Archbishop Timothy Broglio has issued a statement against forcing American service members to take the COVID-19 jab, saying that, quote, no one should be forced to receive a COVID-19 vaccine if it would violate the sanctity of his or her conscience, end quote. And you know, that seems a change from where Archbishop Broglio was in March. In a March statement, he described being vaccinated as an act of charity to our sisters and brothers. Well, other Catholic bishops have been even more vocal. The Catholic Bishops' Conference of Togo, which is in Western Africa, reacted angrily to church closures. The accusing, they actually accused the Togolese government of trampling on citizens' religious rights. They also firmly condemned the vaccine mandate that's being imposed on the population by making access to essential public services impossible without the jab. So after a meeting of the bishops uh, in late September, they insisted that a vaccination must be voluntary, that the bishop's conference was saying publicly that getting the jab must be a result of a personal, free, and responsible decision. They quoted the Catechism, number 1782, that states, and I quote, Man has the right to act in conscience and in freedom so as to personally make moral decisions, end quote. And they added that we must do our part in the pandemic, but also implore God's help as his part in the fight of the pandemic are, quote, invaluable and irreplaceable. They also once again deplore the closing of churches, stating that the government is only considering the biomedical approach of the pandemic, but ignores its psychological, anthropological, social, and spiritual reality. And you know, this week, another faithful bishop, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, will lead a pro-life retreat and a holy hour in reparation for the use of aborted babies in medical, medical research and in the development of medicines and consumer products. A free live streaming of the retreat is available by registering at Our Lady of Good Counsel Retreat House. And finally, Archbishop Vigano has been speaking and speaking and speaking, giving more addresses in this time than he has ever before. On October the 15th, in his address to the Italian people gathered in Rome 
and throughout Italy to protest the COVID lockdowns and mandates, he said, and I quote, Jesus Christ is King and Lord of history. In his hands are the fates and destinies of each of us, of the states and of the Holy Church. He will not allow us to succumb to the onslaught of the enemy of mankind. Return, let us all return to him with the trust of the prodigal son who humbly asks his father to forgive him and to welcome him back into his home. Let us go back to being Christians, proud of our faith and of the civilization that religion has built up in the course of 2,000 years of history. Let us go back to defending in civil and political commitment those non-negotiable values that today we see denied and trampled on. But above all, this is the Archbishop, Archbishop Vigano, he says, but above all, I beg you, I implore you, let us go back to living in the grace of God, to frequent the sacraments, to practice the virtues, to be Christians consistent with the promises of baptism authentic witnesses to Christ. And he's really giving us the way out of this mess. He says to get out of the labyrinth, we must resist with courage and firmness as our fathers were able to oppose the dictatorships of the last century. Civil disobedience, coordination of protest actions, contacts with the movements of other states, union in an anti-globalist alliance that ensures help and support against the authorities subservient to the system. You know, he spoke again just the other day to another group where only yesterday he acknowledged that, you know, yes, we're in a bad spot, but he still conveyed hope. He said, and I quote, But you see, even in our apparent weakness, despite not even succeeding, in having visibility on television or social media, despite being disorganized and little inclined to demonstrate and protest, since this has always been the prerogative of professional revolutionaries and the anarchists of the left. Nevertheless, we have something they do not have. We have the faith, the certainty of our Lord's promise, the gates of hell will not prevail. And we are likewise animated by an interior strength that is not our own, and that recalls that serene courage with which the persecuted Christians faced persecutions and martyrdom, a force that frightens those who do not have a heart, that terrifies those who serve an ideology of death and lies, who know that they are on the side of the eternally defeated. Archbishop Vigano continued, he said, They forget these wretched servants of the new order, that their order is a dystopia, indeed an infernal dystopia that is repugnant to all of us, precisely because it does not consider that we are not made of electromagnetic circuits, but rather of flesh and blood, passions, affections, and acts of generosity and heroism, because we are human, made in the image and likeness of God. But the demons are not able to comprehend this, and for this reason they will fail miserably. That's our message. That's the message of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. May God bless him. I'm John Henry Weston. This is the John Henry Weston Show for LifeSite News. May God bless you. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. 
We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.